As you leave the serene meadow behind, your attention is drawn to the imposing mountains on the horizon. Their peaks stand tall and majestic, casting shadows that stretch across the rocky terrain ahead. This journey, much like the path to managing your emotions, is filled with challenges. The rocky terrain you now traverse symbolizes the obstacles and the difficulties you're going to encounter along the way. Just as the mountains represent long-term emotion regulation, these rocks represent the daily challenges you face in your journey. You approach the first set of boulders, which seem daunting and insurmountable. These boulders are like the obstacles that can disrupt your emotional balance. It might be a sudden surge of sadness, a wave of anxiety, or a frustrating setback. These moments can feel overwhelming, much like trying to scale these rugged rocks. This exclusive part of the BPD Wayfarer is all about exploring long-term emotion regulation tools that we can keep in our tool belt while we're traversing our emotional landscapes. Let's get into it. And now for my next number, I'd like to return to the classics. Emotion regulation refers to the ability to understand, to manage, and to adaptively respond to your own emotions. It might not feel like it right now, but you absolutely can influence the intensity and the duration and the expression of your emotions. It's a crucial skill because it allows you to effectively manage your emotions rather than being overwhelmed or controlled by them. Why is it important for us to manage our emotions, though? Like, shouldn't we just accept them and let them guide us? Yeah. And with people like us, our emotions tend to control everything and turn into a shitstorm real quick. We were never really taught how to manage them and to be able to ride the wave in a way that helps us. All we know is survival mode when it comes to our emotions. We don't need to be in feral survival mode anymore. We are safe now. You are safe now. And we can harness our emotions so that we are in control and not them. That's emotion regulation. So here's some stuff that gets better when you learn how to regulate. When we can express our emotions appropriately and effectively communicate our needs, we can bring things like empathy and understanding and constructive conflict resolution into our relationships. And that makes them last. Emotions also play a big role in decision-making, right? So when you can regulate your emotions, you can make more rational and balanced decisions considering both your emotional reactions and your logical reasoning. And this is something called wise mind when it comes to dialectical behavior therapy, where you're balancing your logical mind with your emotion mind. Emotion regulation also helps you to manage and cope with stress effectively. So by learning to regulate your emotions, you can reduce the impact of stress on your physical and your mental health. And 
for us, this means that when we're in a crisis, when we're in distress from a highly intense emotional wave, we're able to return to baseline a lot quicker and without making things worse while we get there. And that leads to another thing, which is self-control and impulse management. You can control impulsive behavior and make choices aligned with your long-term goals and your values instead. So it helps in resisting immediate gratification, helps with managing your urges, and making decisions based on your values, rather than resorting to impulsive emotional reactions to survive the emotion, right? So emotion regulation is a skill, and you can learn and develop it through practice. Many mental health conditions out there create emotion regulation and impulse control issues for people like ADHD or bipolar disorder, autism, uh, PTSD, to name a few. BPD also has major emotion regulation issues, and in fact, in other parts of the world, this condition is even referred to as emotionally unstable personality disorder. Emotion regulation issues are the core struggle when it comes to BPD. It is the driving force, pretty much, of our struggles, and it bleeds into every other symptom we have. Because we have a heightened emotional sensitivity to things, we're way more prone to intense mood swings and impulse control issues. And when we feel an intense emotion, it is so intense that it doesn't only create discomfort, it's often physically painful to the point where it feels impossible for us to tolerate. It's so painful for us that we go into survival mode and our brain quickly reacts to it and finds the fastest way to escape the intensity of the emotion. Oftentimes, the fastest solution our brains come up with is things like substance abuse, self-harm, suicidal ideation, emotional outbursts, right? And because these quick solutions can often affect other people in our lives as well, people tend to assume that we're doing these things on purpose, that we're consciously choosing these solutions, and that these things are a character flaw, but they're not. For many people with BPD, we know that these quick survival tools are not helpful to us in the long term. Right? So when a therapist says like, oh, you're really self-aware. Yeah, I know that what I'm doing is not great and it's like dysfunctional. I know that. But like, how do I stop? Right? These things have helped us survive excruciating emotions our whole lives. And it can be very hard to learn how to slow your brain down and buy yourself time to respond effectively rather than quickly react out of survival urges. So we're not waking up in the morning and going, wow, I think it would be super effective and great if I handled my emotions today by hurting myself and everyone else around me. You know, no one wakes up and says that or thinks that. So just remember that when you're learning to regulate and manage your emotions more effectively, please be patient and compassionate with yourself. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes because that's what you do when you're learning. And you need to make mistakes in order to reflect on where things went wrong in order to prepare for the next time, right? So, you know, even if someone's pissed off at you 
or whatever. Like you can take accountability for the way that you're coping and, and how it may or may not be hurting yourself and people around you. But you're not a monster. Like you're not waking up in the morning and you're you're purposely doing these things, right? These are survival modes. Season one of Quiet Not Silent has wrapped up and I'm working on production for season two, bringing you more recovery-focused content. But in the meantime, have you wished you could get even more from this podcast? Well, guess what? You can. My Patreon is like my exclusive pass for you to access your inner emotional wayfarer. When you become a member of my Patreon, you'll unlock a bunch of content you won't find in the main feed. What's really in it for you, though? First, you're going to get early access to Season 2 episodes before anyone else. I also create exclusive bonus episodes just for Patreon supporters in a different feed called The Quiet Files. These episodes dive deeper into the recovery themes and topics you want to hear about. On top of that, I design printable worksheets for your inner exploration. I call them micro-journals, and they're designed to help you navigate your recovery journey a bit better, providing you with engaging, practical tools to manage your BPD. I am so incredibly grateful for the support of my patrons right now, and I'm really excited to keep making good stuff every month that actually helps you out. So if you're ready to take your journey to the next level, head over to my Patreon. The link is in the show notes. I can't wait to see your name pop up in there and I can make you cool stuff. Wouldn't that be so nice? I think it'd be really nice. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you. Wayfarer part four is next. See you there.